You're listening to the Superman Super Show, episode number 47, Brentwood Home for Wayward Youth. Hello, welcome to the Superman Super Show. I'm a host. My name is Ed, and a thousand miles over there to my left is another host, Mr. Stephen Orr. Hello. Ed, I got a question for you. <laughs> okay. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it, so I'm not going to mention any names. Okay. Uh, the episode that we're that that we're doing right now should air, and air is not really the right term when you're talking about the internet, but it should land on March 27th. Okay. Now you and I got together recently with uh, a third podcaster. Yes. To appear on their episode of of a podcast, which I don't think he'd he'd mind if we talked about it, but I, I don't I'm think just so. not gonna. Okay. Um. But during that, at the end, at the end, when we were done recording, I uh, asked him, you know, hey, we should, I, we, we should get together and talk about you coming on to uh, Just Another Fanboy at some point and figure out what we're talking about. Afterwards, uh, after I, I shut the computer down and thought how nice it was to record a podcast episode that I didn't have to do anything afterwards with, uh, okay. I thought, you know what? I've never asked Ed to be on Just Another Fanboy. So we should do that. We need to, you know, okay. think about something that we want to talk about together on Just Another Fanboy. We should, we should make that happen. Okay. Um, you want to talk about like a movie? Yeah, we could do that. Okay. Because we could talk about anything on Just Another Fanboy. There you go. And the reason why a movie comes to mind is because last weekend, as we record this, I had opportunity with the missus to sit and watch Morbius, Black Adam. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Wow, that's a big block of superhero movies. Yes, it is. Those are about the only movies right. we watch are superhero movies. So I have not seen Morbius. Okay. But is it, it's av is it available on one of the streaming services? I believe so. Maybe I'll, wa maybe I'll watch that because I've seen the other three. We just okay. talk about all four of those in just one big massive- there you go. Let's talk about these. Now, of course, I did an episode on uh, Black Adam, which was kind of a tongue-in-cheek yes, type okay. of ripping it apart, even though I, I enjoyed the crap out of it. Uh, I don't know that I'll watch it a second time, yeah. but it was fun for what it was. But yeah, yeah, let, we'll, we'll get together and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about those because okay. uh, yeah. I know that you posted your opinion over on uh, the forums, forum.justanotherfanboy.com. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I I interrupted your plug. <laughs> my, my bad. For forum.justanotherfanboy.com. There we go. Now, I we also have two more in there that we have DVDs for to watch, and that is the most recent Batman and the third Thor movie. So we still have those two. I'd really be interested to hear what you thought about that Batman. It took Batman. me a long time to watch it, frankly. Okay. Okay. It was just yeah. within the last couple of weeks that I watched it. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably hit those up uh, probably this weekend. I, I, don't yeah. think we have anything else going. So that that Batman movie was like I spent maybe the first half of it going, yeah, that's a pretty good Batman movie. I'm, yeah, it's pretty good. But then just at one point I was just like, this is a great Batman movie. You know? Okay. Okay. So yeah. And uh, what was the other one you said? The oh, the third, third Thor. Thor. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those that you either love it or you hate it. Yeah, I I can understand. And I'm I'm pretty easygoing when it comes to movies. Um, if I'm entertained, I'm I'm not going to trash the movie. Now there may be things that I wish that they would change or hadn't done or whatever. 
but it's not like, oh, you know, oh, that sucked. How could they? No. I mean, yeah. if I was entertained, and usually my measure of entertainment is, damn, that was an hour and 45 minutes? Yeah. Then, you know, I, yeah. I was pretty entertained. You know, um, I I liked the last, the this fourth Thor movie. But I heard somebody talking about, you know, that one and the previous one, both of the the Taika Waititi mm-hmm. Thor movies. And th- what they said made so much sense, which was those, the, 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 the tone of those two movies, you know, the fact that they're both very comedic and mm-hmm. kind of over-the-top crazy cosmic type of stuff at the same time, <clears throat> really what those were were Hercules movies. Because the way Thor acts in both of those really is okay. kind of the way Hercules acts in, in you know, those yeah. 80s comics. And I just thought, wow, that is so right. And, I, and then I felt kind of, you know, well, crap, I guess we're not going to get a really great Hercules movie Hercules like movies. That yeah. Yeah. They won't so, use Herc. Yeah. Yeah. Although if you want to see a good Herc movie, you got to watch that animated um, Hercules from hero to zero, from zero to hero movie, uh, uh, animated movie. Um it's got James Wood as uh, uh, the Di- the Disney as Hades, yeah, 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 the Disney yeah, one, yeah. That, that, that's, that was I've, that. That's a really good movie. I, I, I enjoyed yeah, that. yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's a it's a fun movie. Yep. All right, we ready to ready to move on. Yes, that's all I that's all I had on my banter sheet. No, all righty. Yeah, movies was uh, yeah. All right, so today, folks, we're going to be looking at. Brentwood Home for Wayward Youth is the title of the story. It appeared in Action Comics number 27, written by Jerry Siegel, which uh, we'll, we'll hold off and see. We'll, we'll be the judge of that. Yeah. Penciled by Paul Cassidy and inked by Dennis Neville. Action Comics number 27, according to Mike's Amazing World of Comics, has a cover date of August 1940 and, a pro- and an approximate on-sale date of June 25th, 1940. And also from Mike's Amazing World of Comics, here is what happened in the story. Clark Kent and Lois Lane visit the Brentwood Rehabilitation Home because Clark suspects the caretakers of wrongdoing. Although a cursory tour of the place shows no evidence of mistreatment, the reporters are approached by a child from the home, Davy Merrill, when they leave. Davy tells them about the abuse he suffers from Mr. and Mrs. Tweed, the superintendents. Lois takes Davy back to the home while Clark leaves to alert the police. Lois is caught searching for evidence and is locked up with Davy as a result. Clark returns to Superman, rescuing the captives. Lois stays around and is caught again while Superman confronts Mr. Tweed. And after another rescue, Superman forces confessions from the Tweeds and a new man is put in charge of the home. I felt like we've read this one before. Uh, possibly the first story in Superman number three. Is that what it was Superman from? Superman and the, yeah. With the, with I the just orf- looked it up because I couldn't remember. <laughs> with, with the orphaned boy who, uh, they get the all clear when they visit, but then as yep. they're leaving, somebody says, no, wait. Yeah, it, it is uh, very similar, except that this story starts out with perhaps more of the kind of relationship between Clark and Lois that we've been wanting. Yeah, a- actual story growth, almost. It, uh, al- almost. Now they do both, of course, revert to kind because they're not. They're not. Re- Superman can't yeah. fly, and Clark and Lois don't get along yet. Yeah. These these are things coming 
you know. But yeah, th- this opens and it's like, well, it's it's quite pleasant. Clark visits Lois at her place. She's on the phone and, and is like, oh, well, you know, related to this phone call, why don't we do something other than just go on a date like we were going to do? Yeah. And it turns out that that change is to go investigate this home because she is getting a solicitation call from them. And Clark is like, oh, you know, it's a, it's a, all the rumors and everything. She's like, no, no, it's a good place, Clark. Let's go and I'll prove it to you. And so instead of the date, which they almost had, she takes him on some business stuff to go, Yeah, you know, because you know there's going to be a story in it somehow. Either it is good and there's going to be a story or this is why it's not good story. Yeah. So, but yeah, but it, it's just very, very pleasant. The first, well, the whole first page, you know, it's just yeah. Clark and Lois, residential uh, scene, car driving scene, being... Uh, pleasant to each other, and you know, and actually, it goes along for quite a while. The second page, the end of the second page, as they're leaving, is where they run into Davy, and and things start to break down. So almost two full pages of pleasant Clark and Lois. Yeah, and then as the kids say, uh, hell breaks loose after that. So yeah, and frankly, when they first go to visit this home for Wayward Boys. Just the way the 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 woman, well, the Tweeds is that was their last mm-hmm. last name. T W E Tweed looks like she has a permanent sour lemon face. Yes, at all times, and so right away you're like, hmm. Yeah, she don't she know definitely has forties RBF uh, for sure. Yes, yeah, but and- it's it's like they took the idea from Superman three and said, I kind of want to do that again. But let's make the the home even worse, right? Let, than, let's, than the orphanage. Yeah. And and I figured something was up on the next to last panel of the second page as they're leaving the grounds for the home. Look at the wall and gate they're <laughs> passing. Through. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, everything is fine on the other side of this thing that they're having to pass through. Uh, okay, yeah. If the if those doors in that wall was just a little bit bigger, it's like you'd want to say, "Welcome to Jurassic Park, Arkham Asylum," or you yeah. know something. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's like wow. And and poor Davy, he he looks he looks pretty pretty bad here the the first time we see him. Yeah, his his he's got lacerations all over his hands. They're bleeding because the top of the wall has broken glass in it. Well, yeah, to keep people from. Climbing over the yeah. wall. That's yeah. that's standard operating procedures for wayward homes. Yeah. And then, yeah, then we get Lois and Clark going back into their normal roles because Lois is like, we need to go crack this case and, and blow this thing wide open. And Clark's like, oh, I think maybe we should go to the authorities, Lois. And Yeah. Isn't that what the police do? Yeah. So that they split up. Lois goes to the to the home with the boy and Clark goes back to the to, you know, to tell the authorities. Right. And then the we name meet of the, the watchdog. The name of the dog. <laughs> what's what's the name? What's the name of that watchdog? The name of the dog is in big bold letters, Black Satan. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's not going to be a pleasant watchdog if name is any indication whatsoever. And that I mean that's a good because that one pan it's the it's the last panel on that page, and you see the dog, and Lois says a watchdog, and the kid says it's. It's Black Satan. 
You turn the page, and the first panel is them running, and Lois going, Black Satan! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here the uh, the juice in the story picks up a little bit now. Yep. They 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 get into the house. Uh, Lois sends Davy back to his 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 bed, basically. Mm-hmm. But no, of course they get caught, and we learn that basically there's a big factory, I guess, in the basement where they make these kids work and and right. you know slave away child labor to child create labor. products that they ship out and sell. And there's a a bank of old phones for yeah. the solicitors. Now it's funny because you and I, this is the second time in the past couple of days we've seen a bank of phones in a comic story. <laughs> That's true. How how long's it been since you saw a bank of phones in a comic story? And now we have read two on consecutive days that have Yeah. Yep. Yep. This is these are those really old phones though, where it's the 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 earpiece is separate and it's yeah, a, the stand up phone. Gotta, you speak yeah. into one and you have the other attached by a cord. Yeah, you got to click the thing up and down. And Mabel, can you catch me through to Klondike nine four three? So I can't imagine what you know. I've worked in a call center before. I I can't imagine how much harder, how much more difficult that would be with those types of phones. Well, imagine if you are in those four right there and all four of those people are talking at the same time. Yeah, right. It's, you know, yeah. So Although Superman- you, you watch any TV commercial where there's telemarketing going on and you wonder how they ever get it done when it's like, I, you know, yeah. I telemarketed too. And it's like, um, my place would never like that because it no. doesn't work. If that's what it sounds yeah. like, people are not going to respond positively. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So, all right, Lois, the the boy, Davey, I can't remember his name now. Davey, yeah. He's basically put in like a freaking locker. Yeah, where he's got to stoop down the whole time as as punishment. Yeah. Lois is tied and gagged and thrown into an actual cell with bars. In the same room with the lockers, though. So it's- yeah. So, so they knew that they were going to have to use both forms of punishment at the same time. So they had them both built lockers. And, yes, right. And yeah. sell. Mm-hmm. Lois rubs her face against the iron bars to get the gag out of her mouth. Right. And then Superman arrives. And who does Superman run into first? Black, Black. Satan. And, and Black I, love, Satan. I love the way they draw it. Thick, yeah. heavy black letters for the name anytime that it's, yeah. it's written out. Yep. But he, uh, yeah, he attacks Superman quietly from behind in a manner in which Superman does not hear him until the dog is on him. Come on. The Come dog's on. biting on him from behind just, ah, ah, and not getting anywhere because, of nope. course, he's the Man of Steel. And Superman says to him, now, don't get discouraged. What is the dog thinking? Or how is the dog feeling? Yeah, he's got a big question mark over his yeah. head. <laughs> And then Superman <laughs> leaps into the air with the dog still clinging to his back. And he goes, yipe! And then leaves the dog where? On on the end of a branch in the air, like a cat. <laughs> yeah. That poor dog. The dog is going to fall because yeah. they're not that graceful. And it's going to get yeah. hurt. Yeah. How's that? Yeah, that dog's not getting down without falling, period. <laughs> Runs into here. Lois, finally um, rips her cell open. And she tells him, um, a note about the art here, she tells him that uh, Davy is over there in one of those lockers. So he goes and rips the locker apart to to free Davy. Davy 
just flat out is looking very effeminate right there in that panel, I thought. Yeah. That just really yeah. struck me. It's like, mm, that, you know, yeah. I don't know the enhancement for this, the coloring, the inking. I don't know what it is, but I'm yeah. like, yeah, that doesn't, that looks almost more like Lois than it does a Davy. Yeah. In the face. And speaking of Davy, poor Davy. So when Lois, the reason why she rubs up against the bars to, to get the gag out of her mouth is that she hears somebody moaning from that locker. Right. And right. so she gets the gag out of her mouth, asks who it is, and it's Davy. And she apologizes to him because she can't help him because she's, she's locked up just like him. And then she asks Davy to forgive her for, for getting him into this mess. And Davy responds with, no, forgive me for complaining. It's not your fault. And I'll manage to stand somehow. Poor Davy. That's what the dude is used to. You know, that's how he's used yeah, to handling yep. the situations. Yeah. You, you can tell. Um, my favorite moment in this story is, is, uh, coming up right after Lo right after Clark saves, rescues Lois and, uh, Davey sets them okay. free, takes them outside and, uh, tells them to, you know, get out of here. I'm going to go back and take care of the tweeds. Um, this, the, the whole scene when he, the whole scene of him getting back into the house, mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Tweed is in the basement and he's got this iron like fire poker that is red hot and he's using it to stuff i guess records into the furnace to to That's burn them up That's what I figure he's yeah he's yeah. yeah Superman is up in one of those windows that because it's a basement it's at the very top by the the ceiling of the basement and mm -hmm. Superman's just kind of poking through um he rushes in and immediately uh Mr. Tweed tries to smack him with this iron hot poker. And then my favorite moment happens. Superman grabs the poker and bites off the part of the red heart, red hot part of it and says, mm-hmm, tasty little snack. Why? Because Superman is quippy. We've talked about it before. He, he has these one-liners. For some reason, they were absent from the last story. Yeah, they didn't. But... Because of that, it's like they doubled down in this one. I I made note of three, my top three Superman quips for the week. Okay. That's one. Um, the next one, Mr. Tweed now is shooting at him. Right. And Clark basically catches one bullet, and then he's like throwing, I think he throws it at the other bullet. He, he, and he, he squeezes says, it through his fingers. Yeah. And he says, ah, I haven't lost my skill at shooting marbles. Okay, second quip. Second quip. And then the third quip. And not as much as much as I one. enjoyed the uh biting off of the, the no the, this is my my the top Superman quip of the week. <laughs> there is an anvil hanging from a chain, and Tweed basically swings it at Clark. It hits him straight in the face. The the pointy part of the anvil smacks him right in the teeth, and Clark says. Thanks for picking my teeth. Now, Yay! That's, that's a dad quip. Is what yes, that is. I may insert applause at this point. Yay, Clark! Man. Yay, Superman! Now, up until when Superman goes back to confront the Tweeds, the story is pretty sedate. Yeah. Once he goes in the house, 
I don't know what the tweets are doing or what they have been doing or what they are expecting. I, I don't understand necessarily how this all happens, but in very quick succession, okay, Mr. Tweed is stuffing papers in the furnace with a fire poker that he attacks Superman with, and Superman bites, you know, in essence, he bites the cherry off of it like you would bite the end of a cigarette or something like that, and chews it. Okay, so that didn't work. Tweed runs off, and as he's running off, he tears down the side of a a support that is supporting a, a bunch of lumber in the basement, I guess we're still in, and all of that lumber falls on Batman. Batman? Superman. So uh, Superman breaks the lumber and and chases after Tweed. Well, Tweed runs upstairs, runs into the kitchen, gets a pot of boiling water from the tap. I don't know any tap that's going to deliver boiling water, but okay. Gets the boiling water, and as Superman is running up the stairs, he throws the boiling water down onto Superman. Okay, that doesn't work. So Superman gets into the kitchen, onto the same floor uh, in the kitchen as Mr. Tweed, who then is picking up knives and other implements that I don't necessarily even recognize and hurling them at Superman. Okay, to no effect. So then, I guess still in the kitchen, in a drawer, is a gun that they have there that Tweed then grabs up and starts shooting at Superman. Uh, Superman catches the first bullet, and like Steven said, he, he perf- performs a a uh, marble shooter move with the bullet that he's got in his hand to deflect the next bullet. So how flicks it with his thumb or squeezes it in between his face. However you're gonna you're gonna shoot a what is it? Is it is it a masher? Is that what I don't, the, I don't, I don't, the I don't shooting know. marble yeah. is called? But okay, a game of marbles with the bullets. Okay, that doesn't work. Uh so Tweed springs through a door, slams it shut, and bolts it feverishly, uh, the narrator tells us. Well, the door is a freaking reinforced steel door with a big uh, hi- uh, uh, bar lock on it, right, that, that he locks Superman out. Well, Superman breaks down that door, but for some reason in the room that Tweed went to, like you mentioned, he has <laughs> suspended in the air an anvil. I, I have no idea why you would be suspending it in the air, but he does. And he uses that, swinging it and hitting Superman. And that's that's when the horn of the anvil strikes Superman in the teeth. Well, that is finally it. Tweed no. just finally backs down and he's like, okay, okay, uh, I, I give up. But no, he pulls a switch. I don't know. <laughs> and two great shears snap together and smash into fragments upon Superman's body. I, I guess unto like a giant pair of scissors or, or something, you know, so, something like Yeah. Then we cut to Lois because we need a breather after all of this tweed trying to kill Superman stuff. Not just subdue Superman, um, all of them. Well, except for the lumber, maybe. The lumber falling might not have killed him. Every other thing that he did was an attempt to kill Superman. Yeah. He, he he was not ratcheting up to get to the point. No, he just started right off with a hot metal poker, you know, charging at him, probably going to hit him in the head, it looks like. Um, how else is Superman going to get it and take a bite if it's not swinging at his head face? <laughs> yeah. it, you know? So, yeah. So then, you know, we, we ratchet down. Um, Lois comes back to get more evidence. And she ends up getting bashed over the head with a vase from Mrs. Tweed, still wearing a massive 
RBF, I, I might I might also say. I mean, she has not had a pleasant look on her face the whole story. No. Okay. So we had our breather because then we cut back to Mr. Tweed and Superman. As Superman is about to seize Tweed, this is the narrator, the grafter spills molten metal on the floor and lights smashed gas line. Okay. Having gas lines in your house, I, okay, that that's a possibility. I don't know how frequently that happened in the 40s, but okay. Why does the man have molten metal sitting around in his house that he could dump on the floor? What does he have those kids doing, yo, that you got the big shears and anvils hanging from the roof, and now you have molten metal handy that you can throw on the floor? Yeah, they're not making shoes or teddy bears or clothes. They're no. in some just massive manufacturing weapons of mass in the destruction kind of stuff or something. You know, yeah. they're making bombs or or <laughs> tanks or you know, I I don't but it's like dude has got to be making mint off of whatever these kids are making with all of these equipment, but it it doesn't stop. There are, there's still more equipment in the house. But again, in the other story with the orphans, didn't they try to set that house on fire also with the orphans in yes. the house? Yep. Okay, there we go. Here's a much closer repeat of what happened before. But Superman puts out the flames with his bare hands, the narrator yeah. tells us. So he doesn't use his cape or no, with his bare hands. He just beats the flames out. And, and crushes the pipes together to keep them from leaking, yeah. you know, squeezes <laughs> yeah. them. It's a, okay. So Tweed, so so while Superman is doing all this, Tweed finally gets away. Uh, goes upstairs, finds that Lois is there, his wife having uh, taken her out. So when Superman gets there, Tweed and Mrs. Tweed, Mr. And Mrs. Tweed, have taken Lois. Uh, is she bound? We don't know if she's bound. Really, um, can't really tell. But they have placed her on one of the classic. 20s, 30s, black and white movie, giant saw blade, uh, table running through it, person laying on the saw blade, head first uh, going into the saw blade, actually. Not messing around, just going to take her out from the onset. So that's what Superman comes to, this big uh, plane saw or, or table saw large enough for a human being to lay on the platform and be advanced into the blade. Tweed threatens him, and of course, Superman's like, nuh-uh, rushes up, puts his hand in the way the blades break on his on his hand, as as they should. Uh, once again, giving Tweed and Mrs. Tweed the chance to get out. The, uh, let's see, the saw blade just breaks up. He um, resuscitates Lois, who is now awake and running with him. The Tweeds try to escape in a... An Elevator looks like, uh, yeah, an elevator car. Uh, looks like they were trying to go up, so yeah. they must have still been. I guess the kitchen or what, whatever room this is. I mean, he went from the basement up into the kitchen, and I thought by the way they were moving around that all the other rooms were on the same level as the kitchen. But yeah, perhaps yeah. perhaps this is a sub basement to the basement where. Uh, Superman came in. I don't know, but they're in an elevator. They're they're in a rather substantial elevator in this in this residence. I thought. I thought that's all this was was a residence, a big one. You know, they have a lot of kids. Yeah. But- I, I'm I'm just I'm I can only assume that there is just a that the the 
basement has different levels. There's a basement and a sub-basement, and it's bigger than the house above it. B- bigger on the inside than on the outside? It, yes. Yeah, right, yeah. So so they're trying to escape with the up elevator, and, and Superman uh, grabs the elevator and, and pulls it, keeps it from getting away. But then ultimately, he gets underneath it and gives the elevator with the tweeds in it a ride to the police station so that they can finally admit to everything because he tells them, go in there and make a complete confession or I'll give you another ride through the sky that will make the first one appear mild. And yet at this point, Mrs. Tweed, she doesn't have the RBF, but you know she still doesn't have a pleasant face. Mr. Tweed, I'm sure after seeing all this stuff and none of it works against him, he's like, it's not possible, dog, whatever you want me to do. Yeah, jail's got to be better than this. Yeah, really. I, I, I can't can't do anything. Uh, and, of course, we have the final couple panels where the uh, the, the happy ending or the, uh, the you know, whatever, however you want to describe the, the denouement of the story. And we're introduced to the dude, whoever he is. Um, Clark interviews. It doesn't really tell his name or anything, but the new guy. I, I assume this is probably at some point later after he's been appointed yeah. and been there a little while, made the changes, and the new director says everything is going good. Davey says everything's going good because they had turkey for lunch. That's right. And, and Superman's like, okay, cool. Davey, I'm, I'm glad it's, it's going better for you, dog. And that's where we end it. And apparently Clark uh, greased the wheels. He uh, pulled some wires, as the guy said, to get him this job. So – he is either a, a friend of Clark's or Clark just knows him, uh, ha- that he has a good reputation. Right. But he's there because of Clark. But yeah, so that, that wasn't necessarily as frantic for as long as Action 26. But boy, once it kicked in, it was oh, yeah. just... <sighs> yeah. I mean, you we've seen we've all seen those chase scenes where somebody is, is chasing somebody on foot and... As the, the the person who's trying to get away, they're just anything you know anything that they can knock over to right. to try to slow down the guy that's behind him. You know they pull some shelves off and blah blah blah. That's what this reminded me of, but like amped up to a hundred. You <laughs> yep. know because and and it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And and yeah, you're right. What are they doing? The, whatever. Whatever manufacturing uh, facility they have down there, they're obviously doing some kind of metalworking because they're smelting. Yes. They have the anvil. Yes. Um, but they've also got this sawmill at the same time and giant shears. I think they're building tanks or robots or <laughs> maybe we'll find out. Maybe this will tie into a later story where we find out that Luther has hired had hired them to build – Giant yes. robots or something for him. That's it. Luther hired him. And of course, Luther can say, well, I didn't know that he was using children. I yeah. just hired somebody to make these. And the dude is like, well, children are cheap. And that's that's what I went with. Easily replaceable. I just kidnapped some more. And, you know, yeah. But it's just, it's like, dude, you, you are in a massive manufacturing plant trying to stop Superman. <laughs> yeah. And how do you know, I I, I understand, I I get the fact that now they have a lot of money because 
of this child labor and this manufacturing plant. But something like that takes a lot of money to get started. So the, the Luther thing only makes sense that Luther got all this set up for them, had everything put together, bankrolled the whole thing so that they could build tanks or laser guns or robots or something for Luther. We may never find out what this was for, but I think that's what it was for. I'll say here and now, Tweed was just a middleman. Yep. There was somebody bigger in charge. Yeah, because, okay. You you got a married couple who who starts this home for wayward boys as a means to man, man, who thinks of that stuff you know not tweet I, I, no tweet no, tweet no, no, is no, no, not no. capable and and neither is Mrs Tweet I mean no. you know yeah her her claim to fame is is smashing a vase over Lois's head she she doesn't have yep. the wherewithal to do that and you combine this story with the runaway orphan and. I'd hate to be a wayward boy in Metropolis because they and, do not have a good time of it. Anywhere near there, man. The yeah. kids are living it rough in that yep. in that place in, in Metropolis in the 1940, 39, 40. Yeah, it's uh, – I, I would think that that alone may be enough to keep Superman busy is sniffing out these yeah. places and shutting them down. Yep. Because, you know, that's that's two. It can't be the only two. No, and it's – it's obvious at this point that regardless of the fact that that Superman has x-ray vision, he's not proactively Mm-mm. searching for bad things, you know. He's not he's just as powerful of a, a character he is, as he is. He he is fairly uh defensive. He he doesn't tend to go after a bad guy until something happens. So right. I find that really kind of interesting. Very reactive, not proactive. Yeah, exactly. He's very reactive. And the Superman of today, of course, if 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 we're talking about the Superman of today, the Tweeds would have their entire facility lined in lead. Oh, I Because they they would know that Superman, what Superman can do. Right. But at this point, why isn't Superman just leaping miles up into the sky and then scanning the city Looking real quick around. to see, you know, it, it would be kind of hard to miss. A bunch of children working in a metal working, smelting, saw blade, freaking giant shears kind of factory underground. Why didn't he just stand and listen for a minute to see yeah. if he can hear anything, you know, off anybody yeah. crying, crying yeah. for help, uh, begging, uh, you know, all of these. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yep. you know, we're we're saying this about the same Superman that just refuses to fly at this point. So it's like, right. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Fly already. I, uh, uh, since, you know, one of the things that, that we often do here on this show is since, because we record these, uh, like three episodes in a row, we often find ourselves, even though they're separate episodes, comparing the stories that we're talking about to the stories that we recorded the same night. Right, right. So this is the third episode of a block of three episodes that we've recorded for anybody who's listening to the episode. So we would compare it to, uh, action comics, 26, the previous episode, and then the, um, New York fair, uh, the episode before that. Right. I would rank, if I was ranking the three, the world's fair would be at the bottom. Um, this would be number two and then action 26 would be number one. Okay. World's fair at number three. Uh, I agree with that, but I think that I would switch 
action 26 and 27 because of the entertainment value. <laughs> yeah. For me, the, the Tweed Superman chase scene with, I, I'm not sure, I, I would have to search around. I've got music in my head that is playing while that while I'm reading yeah. that, but I would have to search to actually find the music. But that, that whole Tweed uh, uh, attack and faint, an attack. And faint, and it's you know, and it, it that that was just so entertaining to read. It's like, well, what's he gonna do? Well, yep, he won up to that. Well, now what's he? Gonna, well, yeah, that was even more, and you know, just oh, yeah. it was that was so funny, so much fun. To I mean, there, yeah, <laughs> they were serious uh, when when they were yeah. creating it. But when I'm reading it, there was nothing at all serious about that segment of the story. You know, I mean, it was, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and do you ever wonder if now we know that this is technically Earth to Superman? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Superman of today uh, wouldn't do this, but I have to wonder if at some point, you know, Earth to Superman as he as he got older and his the the conflicts grew, you know, if he's you know, fighting an alien invasion or something. Mm-hmm. And he just thinks, you remember when I just used to fight old couples, you know, yes. middle, you yeah. know, old <laughs> senior citizens who were just taking advantage of wayward boys. And, you know, now I'm, I'm battling aliens, you know, ah, the good old days. Yeah. What, what, the times were so much simpler back then yeah. when, when all I had to do was just bite the cherry end off a hot poker and chew it. And, uh, you know, yeah. They were impressed enough that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because think of think of the bats. Think of Superman's, I guess, rogues gallery. You've got uh, Mongol, uh, the Parasite, Darkseid, the Tweeds. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's they, just funny. They, they have their own dual statues there in his- uh, Yeah. <laughs> in the Fortress yeah. of Solitude. Yeah, the, the Tweed over in the corner, the Tweeds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now I, I've I've been meaning to 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 mention this since since we started, but let's take a quick moment and go all the way back to the beginning and just look at the cover to this issue. It's has nothing to do Mm-mm. at all with what's going on in the in the issue, but I love it. He's fighting a lion. Lois is the, cowering the, behind him. The circus, uh, the circus cage on wheels that you can see. It must have been this one here behind him because it's yeah. cantered. One of the wheels has fallen off, and yeah, that's not a, a thing. I like this cover. It, it's not bad at all. The lion in particular. That's that's a pretty dang good lion. Yeah, and I noticed see, that this one, and I guess I really haven't been paying attention to a lot of these covers because um, I know that it when. I, I believe when soup when when the action comics title first started, they weren't called DC Comics at that point because they didn't until Detective Comics. That that's what DC's named after, right? It's mm-hmm. Detective Comics. I think they were called something else when Action Comics started. I feel like I've read that somewhere. And so if you look at some of the heck, even I go back to issue number twenty of Action Comics in this collection. Um, and it doesn't have anything on the front as far as who's the pub- who the publisher is. But Action Comics 26 uh, or 27 has a little, you know, it says DC, mm-hmm. a, little, a little tiny circle. And uh, 
again, I haven't been paying attention, so I don't know where when that started. And I'm trying well, to flip let, through here see. real quick. Let me go through a cover gallery. Um, 10 doesn't have anything on it yet. Let's see. 15 doesn't have anything on it. Issue number Action Comics 23. Okay. Uh, if just using this collection is the first one that I found that has a DC thing on it. Yep. Yeah. 22 doesn't. So, yeah. So, there we go. We okay. didn't miss it by by very long. Yeah. Catching it. But I'm... I, Surprised I didn't notice it before. And I see I'm I'm looking at 23 and I don't see a DC logo on it. Well, maybe they only put it on the digital. Let's see. Go back to it. 24. 24 now I see has something up here. Yeah, 24 has a DC, but the cover for 23 that I called up on Grand Comics database didn't have it still had the oh no, wait a minute. Yeah, there's the little circle in the upper yeah. right-hand side. Yeah, okay. There it is. I'm sorry. Yeah, so 23 is the first one. The rest of the cover, though, has the same style cover as 22, but it just looks like somebody came with a little emboss stamp and said, pink, up there in the upper right-hand corner and just pressed in the emboss for the DC logo is almost what it looks like. The cover is styled exactly the same as it has been for a while. Just that DC logo was added, it looks like. So according to the internets, they were known as national allied publications before they started calling themselves DC. I don't okay. I I'm can't find anything quickly though that says when they made that change, but yeah, just found that interesting. Um any any I, I don't really have anything else for this. Uh, it was <laughs> no. fun. Yeah, absolutely, man. These these two I, action issues were <laughs> yeah, yeah. something else. I mean, I rem- well, we go back a few episodes to the uh, the the final ultra humanite issue of of Action Comics, and uh, how wonderful that was, and how big and crazy it was. And then the very next issue was just very mundane, and I thought, oh man, now we're just going to get back to just boring old. And nope. Nope, because these last two were freaking crazy, and I, I, who knows what we're going to get next. Well, between the Ultra Humanite and these, though, also we had all of the Luther issues, which yeah, that was it, it wasn't quite as frantic, but it was the like what like we said the the stories of Luther trying different things to see what it is that affects Superman. You know, it's almost yeah. like. Almost like the Tweed did. He's just trying something to see, and yep. you know, Superman is just walking through it or recovering from it quickly or whatever, and and so nothing is really sticking. Um, you know, we had several of those stories, but I think these two stories are as frantic as it's gotten in a long time for Superman. Yeah, they yeah, they were almost exhausting to read. They were just so <laughs> yep. You know, it's. The adrenaline fueled craziness. Uh, looking at the uh, the table of contents in this collection, uh, if we stick to the doing three episodes uh, every time we do a block of of episodes, the next three that we will will have um, Action Comics number twenty eight, mm-hmm. the Strong Arm Assaults, and then we'll have two store the first two stories from Superman number six, Lois Lane Murderer and racketeer terror in gateson oh man okay racketeers mobsters 
I like looking at some of these titles. There's another one in Superman number six, Terror Stocks San Kaluma. Oh, this one sounds really boring. Action Comics number 30, The Midsummer Snowstorm. Metropolis's most savage racketeers. That's coming up in Superman number seven. Okay. Uh, so yeah, fun stuff coming up, hopefully. Well, we'll start getting some golden age origins of some folks. Just got to get there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I know that there was a time when I was lamenting the fact that we, you know, when are we going to get some super villains and blah, blah, blah. But these last, with the exception of the um, New York's fair issue, these last two and, and, and the Luther stories have just been so crazy and fun that I don't, yeah. I don't care that the bad guys were just an old couple running a boy's home. Yeah, they, 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 they made up they for gave, that. Yeah, they gave Superman a run for his money. He he had to work for that. <laughs> no, no doubt. He he had to work to get that old man. Oh. I don't know that he had as much trouble the last time he encountered Luther, frankly, than not, he did trying to get this yeah, old man quite like inside that, no. the house. <laughs> it's yep. crazy. Yeah, I, I just I just noticed uh, Hyper Potato's comment telling us that National, National Periodical, Periodical Publications. Publications. Yeah. Yep. All right, I don't have anything else to say about that one. All righty then. Folks, we definitely want to thank you for listening. And remember, until next week, I'm Ed. That is Steven. And this is the Superman Super Show. Ciao. See ya. You've been listening to the Superman Super Show. Questions and comments can be directed to the Superman Super Show at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Twitter under the handle at Soup's Super Show. That's at S-U-P-S Super Show. And continue the conversation at the Super Show Forum at forums.justanotherfanboy.com. We also encourage you to rate the show wherever available and share this podcast with a friend. All links will be in the show notes. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine.